Good morning, everyone. Thank you. Now, I really enjoyed the boys and girls this morning. Did you down there enjoy the boys and girls? That was a miserable yes. Did you used to enjoy the boys and girls? I thought they were absolutely brilliant. Really, really good. And I sat down there quietly and listened. And I just thought they were brilliant. Now, I listen to you. I want you to listen to me. And I want the boys and girls to listen. And I want the mommies and daddies to listen. And I want the grannies and grandas to listen. And if there's even any great grannies or grandas in, you listen too. You're drawing near the mark. Yeah. So I want you to fold your arms and sit up and listen to what I have to say this morning. And hopefully my message is up on the wall, is it, bro? Oh, just click it here. Again. That's it. All heads bowed and all eyes closed. Our loving Father, we thank thee for the boys and girls that have done so well today. Thank you for what we've learned through them about the Lord Jesus coming into the world. And we pray now that you would help us as we would speak to this congregation. And Lord, as we would seek to just speak about the true meaning of Christmas. We pray that thou would speak and challenge our hearts afresh today. Help me, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, boys and girls, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to be too long. I'm not going to be keeping you very, very long, but I'm going to speak God's word to you nonetheless. The Christmas season is a lovely time of year. I mind when I was a wee boy growing up, boys, I couldn't wait for Christmas morning. And I used to wake in very, very early, earlier than mummy and daddy wanted me to wake, and I was down the stairs, unwrapping the presents, seeing what I had got for Christmas. And I loved it. But boys, the sad thing is this. For 22 years of my life, I didn't really know the true meaning of Christmas. What it was really all about. And what I want to do with you this morning is just to explain to you all the true meaning of Christmas. In the Bible, boys and girls, we have many, many, many verses. It's God's Word. And I mind, after I became a Christian, I mind reading through the Old Testament, and I come across this lovely verse. And it was penned by a man called Isaiah. Now, I might ask questions at the end. So you need to listen carefully. I might ask two questions. The Sunday school teachers, one, and the children, one. We'll see who's listening the best. All right. But the man who wrote it was a man called Isaiah. And this is what he said. He said, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and she shall call his name Emmanuel. And when you get into the New Testament, there's another portion of Scripture in the book of Galatians 4 and 4. And this is what he penned. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. So those two verses are very, very important. 
The reason why they're important is this. The first verse that I quoted, boys and girls, the man who wrote those words, led of the Lord, do you know how long it was before the Lord Jesus was born? It was seven to 800 years. And he talked about a girl who would bring forth a son, and through that girl, Emmanuel would be born. And boys and girls, at the right time, in the right place, the Lord would come to earth. And boys and girls, I want to tell you this story today, the Christmas story, and it's based around these two people. One of them is called Mary. Here she is. Mary was only a young girl in her teens. And she was a hard worker. And she was a godly young girl. And she lived a great example. She met a young man one day. I don't know what age Joseph was. He probably was a bit older. And his name is called Joseph. Now, I like Joseph, and I like him for a reason, boys and girls, because Joseph was a carpenter. He loved working with wood. And boys and girls, that is a hobby that I have. I love turning wood. And I go around churches and I see the pews and different things and I always look for the woodwork. So that's what Joseph did. And boys and girls, when Joseph seen this young girl here, well, well, he fell in love with her. And they intended to spend the rest of their lives together as a married couple. But boys and girls, something happened. Something unexpected. What do you hear? This girl had a visitor. I don't know, I'm not asking the question, so put your hand down, just listen. This girl had a visitor. A strange visit. And do you know who it was? It was an angel. And this angel, boys and girls, come from heaven. You call the angel's name Gabriel. And he come from heaven with a message for this young girl, Mary. And this is what he says to Mary, if I can see it. He says unto her, you see, Mary was, a, Mary was afraid. Son, what's your name? Who do you call you? Benjamin. Who? Benjamin. Benjamin. Good man. Benjamin, you listen to. Okay. Mary was scared. I'd have been scared. I'd shaking. My knees had been knocking. And the angel says, Mary, don't you be afraid. Mary, thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. And you're going to call his name Jesus. You see what Isaiah wrote about 7,800 years before? Mind he talked about a girl who would bring forth the Messiah. Here she is. It's a girl called Mary. And Mary wasn't married or nothing and had no dealings with men at all. And she was wondering, well, how can this be? How can this happen? I'm not married, not pregnant, not expecting a wee one. How can this be? 
And boys and girls, the angel, he, he, he told her how the Lord would, would by the, an act of the Holy Ghost, that she would conceive and bring forth his son. Now, that's a mystery. I can't understand that. But that's the truth. And boys and girls, by an act of God, Mary became pregnant with God's son. God's son. And she came to the point when she was speaking with the angel, she says, okay, okay, I'm willing to do what the Lord wants me to do. And Mary became pregnant. Now, that brought about a problem. Because when Joseph found out that Mary was expecting a wee baby, he thought to himself, well, it's not mine, for we're not married yet. And therefore he thought to himself, well, whose is it? And do you know what he thought? He thought Mary had been unfaithful. And you know what he decided to do? He didn't want to make a public example of her. He says, here's what I'll do. We're going to break off the engagement privately. It can't go on. Because Joseph didn't understand what had happened. And boys and girls, Joseph was absolutely heartbroken. For he loved Mary. And he went to bed that night, boys and girls, and for, for a while he couldn't get over, but eventually he went to sleep. And here he is, and he's lying sleeping, and again the angel of the Lord came. And the angel had a message for Joseph, and he says, Joseph, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And boys and girls, what the Lord was doing with Joseph is this. He was giving him assurance that what he was thinking wasn't right. And that what had happened to Mary was an act of God. And that act of God was a fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy. And Joseph acted by faith and believed the word of God, and he accepted Mary and continued the relationship with her. But boys and girls, the time came when there had to be taxes to be paid. And Joseph and Mary had to go away. He had to go to his own country. And isn't it fascinating? He came from Bethlehem. And that's where the Lord Jesus was to be born. And he made the long journey to Bethlehem. And boys and girls, as they came to Bethlehem, do you know what was wrong? Mary was about to give birth to her wee baby boy. And they went about the streets and they knocked on the doors. You know what they were looking? They were looking somewhere to stay in an inn. Somewhere safe. Some were warm. Some were comfortable. But as they went around knocking the doors, there was no room in the inns. No room here, Joseph. No, I can't let you in, you couple. 
There's no room in the inn. And you know where Mary and Joseph ended up? They ended up in a stable along with the animals. And it was in that stable that Mary gave birth to God's own son. And there we have the Lord Jesus. And she says that she brought forth her firstborn son. Right? Now listen to this. Her firstborn. Listen to this. This is an amazing thought. Mary had more children. Okay. But the rest of her children belonged to this man. Her firstborn son was God's son. And it was in that stable she brought forth her firstborn son. And boys and girls, my, this was wonderful. What a wonderful day. The Lord left the glory of heaven and came to earth in the form of human flesh to dwell amongst us. He that made man became man. And boys and girls, the shepherds were, do you see, I come from the country. And out the back of my field and out the side of my field, there's sheep in the field. And there were shepherds, and the Bible says that they were abiding and watching over their flocks by night, and suddenly something happened. And the shepherds were frightened, because all of a sudden there in the sky was the angel. And the angel came with good news, and it says, Listen, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, and it shall be to all people. What's the good news? Well, for unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And these boys, they'd never heard the like of it. And then all of a sudden, not only did they see the angel, but there was a heavenly host, and the first carol service on earth took place. And they sang praises to God in the highest. And boys and girls, these boys got so excited, they said, we need to go to Bethlehem to see this great sight. And they made their way to Bethlehem. They couldn't wait. And eventually got to the stable. The stable. And they found Mary. And they found Joseph. But they hadn't come to see Mary and Joseph. They'd come to see the Savior. The Lord Jesus. For themselves. But boys and girls, the question has got to be asked. Why did the Lord Jesus come to the earth? You see the verse that gives us the answer. And it says this, listen. Christ, Jesus. That's the person. Came into the world. That's the place. To save Sinners, that's the purpose. Now, in closing, I've got to ask the question, who are sinners? Yes, son. Well, that's right, partly right. 
I'm going to give you an, okay, why don't you all to sit down, put your arms down, and I'm going to explain to you. Who are sinners? Now listen, here's what the Bible says. Listen, put your arms down. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says that there is none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says this, Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men. Can anybody tell me who that one man was? We girl there. Who? No, who was the man who disobeyed the Lord in the book of Genesis? Yes, son. No. Yes, son. Adam. That's right. God put him in a garden. He says, Adam, of the trees of the garden you may freely eat, but there's one tree in the garden you're not allowed to eat of it, for if you eat thereof you'll die. Adam disobeyed the Lord, boys and girls. He ate the forbidden fruit. Fellowship and communion was broken between Creator and the created. And sin entered into his life, and Adam began to die physically. He died immediately spiritually. And because of what Adam and Adam done, boys and girls, sin passed upon us all. That's why the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now listen, that wee boy was right when he says we do bad things. But the reason we do bad things is because we are sinners. All right? It's the root problem that needs to be dealt with. And you and I can't deal with that problem. A minister in the pulpit can't deal with that problem. Your mommy and her daddy can deal with that, can't deal with that problem. There's nobody on earth can deal with the problem of sin. Therefore, God sent forth his son. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. But he had to do something in order for sinners to be saved. You see, boys and girls, the Lord Jesus came to die. Mom and Daddy, you listening to this? The Lord Jesus came from heaven to earth in order that one day he might suffer and die in our room instead. And boys and girls, what the Lord did was this. For 33 and a half years, he walked this scene of time. And when he came near the time, he set his face as a flint to go to Jerusalem, for he knew that he had to go and suffer and die. And boys and girls are at the place called Calvary. They're in the middle tree. Do you know what Jesus Christ did? He took our sin and our sorrows. He made them his very own. He bore that burden to Calvary, and he suffered and died alone. And boys and girls, he died that we might be forgiven. He died to make us good, that we might go at last to heaven, saved, saved by his precious blood. I want to ask you a question. Are you saved this morning? Are you ready for heaven? You sang a wee chorus this morning and it was very good. In fact, I think it was the last one you sang. And you talked about receiving the Lord into your life as your saviour. And the Bible goes on to say that the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, can cleanse us from all sin, but it'll only do it as we come as a sinner to Jesus. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus shall 
he saved. And then one day, boys and girls, listen. When we come to die, you can be absolutely sure, sure that I'm going home to heaven to be with the Lord. You know why? Because Christ Jesus came into the world to save me. And you see, 42 years ago, boys and girls, I realized this. I realized I was a sinner and that if I died in my sin, I'd never be in heaven. But the Lord Jesus loved me and died for me at the place called Calvary. Do you know what I did? I got down to my knees one night beside an old wooden bench and I asked the Lord to forgive me and to come into my heart and to cleanse me from my sins. And he did. And if you're not saved this morning, the Lord can cleanse you from your sin. Will you trust him? You see, the Lord Jesus, boys and girls, is God's gift to a world of sinners lost. And it's only those who receive it and be in heaven. And you can receive it this morning. Mom and Dad, I'm finished. I'm asking you a question in the loft. Are you saved? What's Christmas all about in your home? Do you realize why Jesus came into the world in the first place? I want to tell you, Mom and Dad, this morning, the Lord Jesus loves you today. And he loved you so much that he came to die as your substitute. You can trust him as your Savior this morning by simply coming as you are. And may God give you the grace to do so. And may this Christmas be the best Christmas that you have ever experienced. Because you've learned the great truth. What is it? The truth of Christmas. That Christ Jesus came into this old world that he made in order that sinners like you and I might be gloriously saved. May God speak to your heart today. Might he give you that deciding grace. Might you receive Christ this morning as your Lord and as your Savior. May God help you to do so this day. And may you leave Korean Free Presbyterian Church, hallelujah, rejoicing, knowing all is well with my soul. Thank you for listening, boys and girls, moms and dads. And I pray that the Lord will speak to all of our hearts. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. All right?
Father in heaven, we thank thee for the listening ear in the house of God this morning. We thank you for what our ears have heard through the boys and girls. And we pray that you'll just bless the truth and the true meaning of Christmas to each and every heart today. That as people go home and sit down at the dinner table, that they might come to a realization what this Christmas season is all about. That Christ Jesus came into this world in order that sinners might be saved. Give deciding grace this morning. Bless each and every family represented. And may each and every home know thy blessing over this Christmas season. For we ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen.